All right, so this is Dwight McLean with TaylorMade Podcast, and we have Van here. Van uh, is somebody that, man, I've been wanting to get in touch with him for a while. We've been pretty busy. He reached out to me uh, recently, and, you know, he's like, man, let's get on this podcast. Let's do something. He's uh, doing really well with his business, and uh, we were supposed to link a while ago. We just never got a chance, but Van, just introduce yourself and uh, tell people, you know, how did you get to this point right now and uh, what you're doing with your life? Definitely, man. I appreciate you for that. And uh, yeah, man, um, I was glad we actually finally got to link up, you know, super dope. Also, my felon Jamaican brother. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's super dope. But um, yeah, man, um, what brought me here um, in this you know, beautiful San Diego is just my entrepreneur drive. You know, um, it felt like a beautiful city. It was a calm city to me mm-hmm. where I felt like I really could focus and build my digital marketing agency. That's kind of like what like that was like my first like business venture that I really like try to pursue. Um, and then obviously a lot of hurdles, you know, like right. a ton, still hurdles now, but I kind of know what's up, you know, know what comes with that. But it's definitely just, uh, it's just something I'm, I'm willing to, you know, keep growing. Um, I share a lot of, you know, tactics and hacks, like how I run my business now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, super dope. And it helps open up a lot of other doors for sure. Yeah. yeah. So where are you, where are you originally from? I'm originally from Miami, so I was born in Miami, lived there for like eight years, and I moved to Riverside, California. So for those that don't know, there's this little city (laughs) in California called Riverside. I love it. Um, But that's where I grew up, really. Um, Like there in between like Marina Valley, San Bernardino, like where like the cities I like go around. But yeah, IE boy, I call it. IE boy. Yeah, I'm from Corona, too. And not a lot of people know about the Corona, but hey, we we standing up, we making some noise. (laughs) And I love it. So, you know, as you're doing, you know, business right now, and there's a lot of young entrepreneurs out there that want to start online businesses and, you know, they don't know where to get started. They don't know, you know, I think that they have the wrong idea what it really is to run an online business. And uh, I just want you to just to give your take on, you know, how did you get started and what made you want to be an entrepreneur and start an online business? or just anything that you're doing with tech right now? Definitely. Um, so what kind of, I kind of always had that, like that, what I used to call it, it was a businessman. That's what I wanted to be when I was younger. It was like, I wanted to be a businessman. Right. And so like, I've always was like that mindset. Like I remember like when I was uh, selling, like for my football team in high school, we had to sell, like these fundraiser, like gift cards. Okay. I was like out selling the whole team, selling other people's on top, you know, like keeping some money profit, you know, because right. I was just kept, I was just, I was always had that drive. I was like a good salesman in a sense. Okay. Um, with that, I, I was like, oh, I want to go to school for business. I want to like be able to own something. I thought that was my only way like out. So I obviously used football to kind of like help get into those doors, like get, to, get into college. And then um, really got into like the sales process. I was like, I like that. I like the part that brings like what's bringing this the this business life, and I always knew it was sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. So I kind of I started in that. So I was working for other like software companies. I was just like a sales consultant, sales manager, um, like sales rep, like from you know start from like the first position and move my way up somehow. Okay. Um, because I just had that work ethic behind it, mm-hmm. and then um was like, damn, like why don't I just do this for myself? So like when I was working for other like tech companies, that's what brought me out to San Diego. I was working out for a few different tech software companies, mm-hmm. and so I just started like I was just interested in the whole business model. Um, and then from there, I was like, dang, marketing is like what is needed. I, I saw the marketing meetings and I wasn't ever a part of them. Right. So I felt some type of way. So I was like, I need to, I need to get on this stuff. You know, I was like, I need to, I need to somehow figure out how to get into those meetings. I want to be, I want to feel important. Right. And so, um, I dove into that and really, that's when I jumped into like learning Google ads and, 
um, like Facebook ads and all this other different like plat- like ad media buying type, you know, um, positions. And I just like studied that and learned that and used it. And then from there, worked for another digital agency. Okay. I was like, if I best way for me to figure this out was to work for another agency after failing for like a good year right. of trying to do it myself. I couldn't get one client. I was even offering people to do it for free right. and wouldn't get a client. So I was like, all right, let me go work for actually another company and then I'll come back at this. Okay. That's good. That's interesting because a lot of people that work, you know, they get stuck in that work mode and they continue to work and they never think like, hey, man, why not do this by myself? Why would I start this on my own? And what's that breaking point that made you want to do that? You know, um, but definitely would say it was the freedom part. Okay. Um, I had a situation and it was I was working for a tech company in Irvine and I had to take a test or something for school mm-hmm. and I had to take some other like financial advisor tests I was trying to do. And like they were like threatening me if I leave that I'm gonna get fired. And that whole like fear of being fired, not being able to like have freedom, right. I was like, I'm like, I'm I was like, I need to do whatever I need to get the fuck out of this, you know? You know, like not that nothing was wrong with working, you know, for someone else, but just that freedom part with it. It was just like I was like, come on, you know, I was like, I give you guys like I'm taking it took me like a while because I was commuting from like Riverside to Irvine, which you know in the mornings, Monday through Friday. That's a shit show, right? Yeah. So like, I'm like, I'm giving you guys so much time, and I just want this one day off to take this test right. to better me, and I can't do it. I'm like, fearing for my life to get fired. Like, that's when I was like, yeah, this is a wrap, you know. Yeah. So it was a big turning point, you know. Good, good, okay. That's interesting because I, my my turning point was the exact same thing. I'm like, man, I need some freedom, but I had to define like what is freedom, you know, like what is freedom to you, mm-hmm. you know, and like what are you gonna do with your free time that makes you feel happy. And like for me, it's just ownership, being able to control my time. You right. know, I think that money is great to have and it's good to, you know, to do the things that you would like to do. But, you know, having ownership and making a decision like, you know, I'm not going to work that hard today or I'm going to go hard as fuck today mm-hmm. is uh, is is what I really, really strive for. And um, yeah, I've been watching you. I've been I've been hearing about you, like just through Instagram and through, you know, other people that know you through mutual friends and they, they have nothing but good things to say about you. That's super you know? dope. And so. I didn't even know that he's Jamaican, you know, <laughs> like our family's Jamaican. I, well, if my mom or dad listening, they'd be like, no, you're not Jamaican, you're American. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. But we always, I love the culture mm-hmm. and I always claim the culture. And I didn't know he was Jamaican. I didn't know that his family's in Kingston. Um, you know, when I look at him, I didn't think that he was just a regular black man. I know most people can't tell, but for yeah, me, like, yeah. I can I can tell that, you know, his demeanor, his manners and everything like that. I'm like, yo, you, you Haitian or you do like something? Right? <laughs> you something but, I get Nigerian. Right. And yeah, I get, Niger- I get Nigerian a lot. I get Nigerian a lot. Yeah. So yeah. what is it like being a successful black man in California or Florida, America, period, um, especially during these times, you know? being successful, having to run your business, but also seeing people of your color, you know, uh, going through a lot of turmoil, protesting, um, you know, like what's your take on it? I know it doesn't feel good, so I'm not gonna ask you how you feel, but uh, what's your perspective and what's your take on it as yeah. far? It's, it's definitely, uh, it's kind of like, it's, it's sometimes it could, it could be overwhelming to really like deeply think about, you know? Cause it's like a lot of, I have different, I understand, I try to be as understanding to everyone during this time, but it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like it was a it was a it was a raft that was getting built that was gonna happen, you know, right. at some point, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of and obviously like the COVID thing probably added a lot more to it. You know, a lot more people were home, a lot more people were able to see, a lot more people had time to react. Mm-hmm. You know, because even though before everyone's busy working this and that, they don't have sometimes have time to even 
react to some problems, you know? So this kind of gave people time to like react Mm -hmm. to a problem that been going on for so long, you know? So, um, but with, I mean, with that, like, I mean, for me personally, like it didn't really affect more so the COVID thing infected some of my like online businesses because of like, you know, dealing with like China and stuff like that. Couldn't obviously get any products. Some of my clients, like their businesses completely stopped. So when their business stopped, they're not paying me because they don't need any marketing. Right. So like kind of had like, you know, you know, a little little uh hiccup with that but mm-hmm. with like the protesting i don't have any physical stores or anything right. like that so that didn't really affect me but mm-hmm. it definitely affected like maybe relationships with people right. um right. just seeing how other people reacted I, I saw i different saw a lot of people i know kind of turn a little, a little racist card and i'm yeah. like i'm like i'm like um, i mean i understand why you're gonna you know i, I right. like for me to have to understand that you're mad i'm like damn how much more understanding can i be you right. know right like you know, because like, I obviously lived like, I used to tell people when I first started doing what I was doing, I had like other friends, of course, they were, you know, white, doing the same thing. I'm mm-hmm. way better than them at what I do. And they were getting more clients than me. I felt some type of way when I first started. I was like, right. why am I not getting business like that? Like, how are you crushing it so much when I'm better than you? And right. I'm have to be like, I have to be 10 times better than you mm-hmm. to get that client. You no, know, I always right. felt like that. Right. Like I had a whole thing where I used to wear suits and everything. And I threw away all my suits because I was like. I'm going to figure this out and not have to worry about having to right. look a certain way, you know, type thing. But, I mean, this this whole protesting, I I think it kind of needed to happen, right. you know. Mm-hmm. In a sense, like, obviously, I don't, I'm not saying looting and all that was, like, the best way to go about it. But right. what else are they going to do? Like, right. you know, like, right. I don't I don't know what, what else are people going to do to get their point. Like, I'm glad they weren't sh- killing the shooting cops, you know. Right. So, right. like, they had to, I feel like they had to do something. That was, like, their only way. Because they obviously like it worked right you know like yeah. now people are like even i'm a big reggie bush fan like i, I grew up like admiring this guy right yeah, yeah me too the <laughs> fact that usc wants to like all of a sudden give him uh welcome him back home i was like are you kidding me right you know how much money he made you guys right those jersey sales and he and he got so i was just like so many things though so many things got like out to the open because of this you know right like things that were not ever going to be you know if it wasn't for this whole movement that happened mm-hmm. so definitely what definitely was needed i feel like I feel like it was needed to push, to push, you know, the limits, you know, push, you know, new, open new doors that were never going to be open. I feel like if we didn't have this big protest go on, you know? Right. Yeah, I think the protests, like you said, need to happen. I think there's just a lot of anger built up that, you know, a lot of the street, our street people mm-hmm. that, you know, like you said, they don't really know how to express themselves. And, uh, you know, they're not getting any answers. And, you know, there's no justice being served. You know, they got to wait. They got to watch on Instagram. And it's a lot of trauma out there as far as like what we seeing. Like we're not seeing this happen to a lot of other races. So, you know, it's almost like it, they turned into a business, you know, just to show all this trauma, show all this this headache, this mm-hmm. anger. And they're showing like people looting, but they're they're not really asking themselves why are why are we doing this? Why are we so angry? Yeah. And um, you know, I just think that, you know, us as business owners, you know, there's only so much that we can do. We can voice our opinion. We can mm-hmm. continue to educate. We can motivate because there's a big economic difference with who's going through, you know, a lot of the racial issues. You know, it's yeah. a lot. It's a lot going on in the hood. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if we continue to educate, we continue to motivate through podcasts like this and showing that, you know, not all blacks are, you know, out there doing terrible things. And it's a lot of us doing great things. And we don't want revenge. We want equality. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? We just want to be treated equal. And you grew up in Corona. Like, it's a diverse. Mm-hmm. And we, we went through... Some things people are looking at is different, but you know we we've made it through yeah. all of that type of uh, you know disparity, and um, yeah. So 
other than you know the whole race issue, the whole COVID thing, um, I think that it showed people that you know online and tech and people need your type of services to market. Mm-hmm. You know, even mm-hmm. now, because even though we're opening up, as you can see on the street of San Diego over here, it's still real empty out here. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So a lot of businesses are still struggling. And what would you say to the young generation that want to get into tech? How can they get into it? How can they start an online business? What would be your advice as far as you know, getting in a position like you right now, and like yours right now? Um, the the best advice I would say: go to this amazing website called YouTube.com. <laughs> that literally, literally there, huh? anything you want to know or learn, <laughs> test out. You could go there or go to Google. Google owns YouTube. Um, I've been a little bit of a nerd of both. You know, like I, I'm a privately nerd with it, honestly. But I'm like, I'm like all in with that stuff. But you can literally find out anything and just like read about it, test stuff out, start a business. With there's there's so many different different levels of money you can enter in that are super low. Mm-hmm. So I can't really, I don't want to give it an exact number because some people would do it with a hundred and some people need ten thousand, fifteen. You know, like right. it just it just depends on the situation. But just definitely just researching whatever it is that you're trying to do. And then how you can make that omnipresence online with your business or whatever it is that you're trying to do. But there's you could definitely do anything nowadays, you know, right. like anything. There's a niche for every single, you know, thing and an audience and a community for everything now. So All right. What what do you well, what do you think is motivating you to, to do that? I think there's just so many distractions out there, especially on Instagram. Um, you know, how are you dealing with, you know, the women, how are you dealing with, you know, how you manage your money and going out, you know, whether you're partying or you know, how are you staying focused to continue to grow your business? Because I think that the younger generation needs to hear that mm-hmm. because there's not a lot of focus and we don't have a lot of leaders out there, you know, because what what's getting the most views? An ass picture, oh, yeah, you, know, uh, yeah. uh, you know, somebody doing something crazy, but there's not a lot of knowledge being spread out there on, you know, how to manage your money, how to be smart, how not to mess with too many women. And uh, what would you think, you know, what are you doing as, as far as staying focused? Like you're a very like humble dude. You're very soft-spoken. Um, I'm not sure how you are outside of, you know, you know your regular life, but, you know, obviously you've been doing this for over two, over three years, and mm-hmm. that's not easy to sustain, especially when you start getting success. Really, um, you have to definitely just, like, lose interest in certain things, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not, like, a big go-out guy. Mm-hmm. TMDC would probably admit to that over here. <laughs> He'd probably never, like, I, I'm starting to now try to go out just to, because I, just to make other people know, like, oh, like, this guy's a real person, you know? Yeah. But I'm very frugal. Like, I have another business partner. Every business partner I have, I'm, like, on their ass. Like, right. don't buy this. Don't buy that. Why right. you, know like, we could go buy this, invest in this. Like, right. I'm, like, on everyone's ass about it that I do business with. That's, like, a partner of mine. Because I just don't, we don't need to flex certain things, you know? Right. Like, right. Just like it was like I'm in this for like family and for generational wealth. I'm not in here to like, you know. It's nice to have nice things, of course. I'm not saying it's not, but it's like mm-hmm. it wasn't my it wasn't my main focus. Right. More more so is the freedom part of it mm-hmm. is that I like, you know. Like it's a Sunday here. Like most people are probably relaxing on a Sunday. Right. I work a lot of times on weekends. This office, I'm usually always the there's me and this other guy. I don't know this guy, but I'm gonna probably write a letter. He has like this G wagon downstairs. <laughs> He might even end up hearing this, but he's the only other person I see in here. Like, I'm in here crazy hours. He's the only other person I ever see. I don't even know what he does. I just know he parks his car and he's there. He's here when I'm here. But I just I just stay focused. Like, I don't, like, I just know not to, you know, dwell in the, a lot of the BS that's going on. Because I know it's not going to take me. If it's not something that's included in what I'm trying to do, then I know it's just a distraction. So I don't, like, I don't even dibble and dabble in it. All right. So I just really, I stay really focused. But especially when I'm trying to get stuff done. And then 
there's times because you get your stuff done now you could you know enjoy whatever that is you know have some fun i mean that's that's a good um advice right there and what do you think what do you think is your parenting that that helped you or something that you went through in your life yeah I don't want to call the. I don't want to use a Jamaican card. I don't. I do not. But my mom. My mom was such a beast. Like she. It was. It was. I lived with a single mom. My mom passed away when I was seventeen. But it was my mom and that like you know my four other siblings. And she was an RN and she was just a grinder. And I don't know how she did it because I can't even imagine doing that. But four kids were all active. Like we're all doing like ten different things. And she was able to like. Just she always provided a roof over her head and food and stuff like that, and I just saw her work ethic always. Like she'll come to my football games like in her nursing outfit, pick me up from practice sometimes when she can, and her like you know work, work clothes. Like I just was always like, all my friends just always be like your mom. I never seen your mom wear anything else. I'm like yeah, because she's always working, you know. Right. And so I kind of grew up seeing that, and like knowing how important it was, you know, like you know just being able to work towards anything, you know, because other people in my family weren't on that level that my mom was on. And I always saw that. I was like, she's working. They're chilling. Mm-hmm. Okay, it makes sense. You know, like, we live in California. It's expensive. You know, especially I have a family that's, like, super expensive. So I was like, I was like, yeah, I think I need to have... Like, I just had I saw her with that, and I kind of had it, too. Because mm-hmm. she was always on me, too. Like, I could was never allowed to not... Like, weekends for me as a kid, like, I, I wasn't chilling. I, like, if I had to do anything, I had to do, like, all these chores stuff and... All this stuff to even be able to even think about asking, you know? Right, yeah, right. so I kind of just grew up with that, and it stayed with me. So, like, I'm glad because it definitely gives me an advantage, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. it definitely does. Good parenting, it, it definitely helps. we got to stay in our kids' life. I have a daughter, and that's, like, my main priority is to be in her life and to, mm-hmm. you know, be mm-hmm. a great role model. And um, I know you play some football. Um so, you know, talk a little bit about football. You know, I know you say you went to Corona Centennial. Yeah, till the glory you know, days. <laughs> I went to Santiago. We never beat Centennial. <laughs> and, you know, that was I, I had a chance to go to Centennial, but I said, you know what? I'm going to go to Santiago because I want to be the one that beat them. <laughs> and I never beat them. You know, we never beat them. They had a powerhouse. They had a good system. You yeah, know, Matt Logan over there, he's a great coach. Yeah, man. he is, man. He, man, he's a great coach. And. And he even tried to help me get recruited. That's mm-hmm. how great of a yeah, coach he's, he was. Yeah, he's that good of a dude, man. You know he I really mean? is. He's, he's a good that dude. good of a dude. Coach Logan is definitely my all-time favorite coach. He thinks he's everyone's favorite coach, for sure. Yes. Um, yeah, so shout out to Coach Logan. You might hear this because I'm still cool with his daughter, Sammy Logan. So, okay. um, But, yeah, man, that experience there, like, I went to – I transferred in my junior year, so I was going to a school in Riverside called John W. North. Okay. Um, the football program was not up to par. They had great athletes, though, right? Like yeah. they had great amenities. Yeah. Like, there was a bunch of great athletes from that school. Yeah. But for me, I, I always wanted to surround myself with, you know, like, I was kind of the different person in that in that thing. I was kind of more organized and kind of had a more of a plan, you know. And I was like, dang, I, I was like, I need to. I, I saw actually, it was I was a freshman. I saw um, our, my school played Centennial. And I went to that game and I just saw how everything looked professional. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my mom. I was like, I need to, I need to, I need to be over there. I think I'm supposed to be over there. All right. So she was like, she was like, try to wait, wait, wait like another year, see how it is here. Yeah. And after my sophomore year, I was like, I this, I've had enough. All I was right. like, it's unorganized. Like, no, we can't do this. I got, I got to get over there. So she's like, if you sign your own paperwork and do everything, make it, make a way. I was like, all right, well, don't have to tell me that. So I just started searching stuff up, and I was like, oh, I got to, I got to transfer. I was like, wait, I don't live over here. Mm-hmm. We, we got to move or something. Like I had a family member that was really close. I had an address, and right. so we obviously had to like use that whole system. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I can get my butt over to the school because this was a school to school to be, and I'm glad I made that decision. 
um, make, make, make your people there. Definitely had amazing coaching staff. Mm-hmm. It was like college, you know, for high school, especially for people that don't play like in a really good program. Right. And the games were fun. And it was just, it was just good to be around good competition at all mm-hmm. times, you know? Mm-hmm. So it definitely stepped my game up as well. And I don't, people, I don't think people know, but Centennial is a powerhouse. It's very competitive. If you're on the field, even if you're second string, you still, you're still getting looks. Yeah. And uh, they're still a powerhouse to this day. Mm-hmm. I know that for a fact. What position did you play? I played running back um, and safety and then uh, outside linebacker okay. when I was there. So okay. I started off at running back and then I just liked, I liked hitting more. I kind of felt like that was a longer career mm-hmm. with that. And so then I just stayed at like an outside linebacker hybrid safety. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, from there, like that was that was it was fun though. Like, it was like we played a lot of guys I played against are like in the league now, right. um, stuff like that. So it's just good to like just have that experience. Even though like my football love isn't like it was, because mm-hmm. I had a whole different mindset. Obviously, when I was an athlete, like right. I was even thinking, like now I can't even imagine playing. Like right. it probably would be fun, like right. the perks and stuff like that. But right. I'm like I kind of like my freedom a little bit more, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you know a lot more. Like I, I would have probably never known some of the stuff, you know, that I know now if right. I. Would have went that route so all right and i always tell like most athletes that i talk to like that same mindset that we put into sports we mm-hmm. put into our business mm-hmm. you know the discipline you know the the blood the sweat the tears that mm-hmm. we put in to work and to work out and to get ready for a game you know every day is game game day for us when we're running a business because anything can happen mm-hmm. and you got to be prepared and you got to know how to deal with adversity um i think for somebody that didn't play sports you know not saying that they may not be able to deal with adversity but i think that a lot of athletes were we were built for it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we were built for it and look like you still stay into the gym. So, you know, that's that same mindset of taking care of your body, yeah. taking care of your business, doing the things that you need to do at home, eat right, get enough sleep. And that all plays a part into being successful entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just looking at him, I could tell Van is he gets in that weight room. He's not <laughs> playing like. You're not playing. I know yeah. you're still pushing weight, bro. Yeah, just sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> man, sometimes. I've been taking it easy these last months, you know? I'm, I've been getting into, like, CrossFit a lot more. Okay. There's a lot of CrossFit gyms out here in San Diego, so I've been, like, bouncing around. Okay. Girl I was dating's dad had a had a CrossFit gym over there, so I was doing that one pretty – that one's pretty cool. But, yeah, it's, it's just – you. I feel like you have to – it just makes everything else better. The, the energy you need for your business, you have to have the energy that comes from your body, from what you're eating. Mm-hmm. If not, you're going to be slacking off and – you know, you're not gonna have energy to you're not gonna have energy to make it happen, you know? Right. So like I'm big on that. That's why I am like kind of like I do stay on myself in the gym and stuff like that. And no, because I just know it helps my business as well, you know. Also like the way I feel helps with your confidence and all the stuff. So mm-hmm. it's just all around just helps boost everything. So right. that's why I always try to stay on top of it. No, I could yeah. tell. We we just ordered some food. He got he got a salmon, he got a <laughs> salad, you know, he he he's making sure everybody is good. Uh he's a really good dude. You know, I'm glad to have him on here just speaking about, you know, everything that we have to go through and as an entrepreneur. Um, and if anything else that we want to add on here, you know, go ahead. But if not, you know. Definitely, man. We yeah. should definitely be, uh, have a talk a little about you because I know everyone probably wants to know a little more about you. You're the fitness physique god, you know. I always show my boys. I'm like, I'm like, look, this is how I, you have to be right here. This is how you have to be. All right. Man, just I've been that. out. That's been killing me. I've been out for four weeks with appendix surgery. So. Um, but I, I'm, I'm gradually working my way back in, you know, I'm doing body weight stuff right now just to keep myself in shape. But like for me, fitness is like everything, Mm -hmm. like just growing up playing sports my whole life. I feel like if I don't get a workout in, if I'm not active, you know, either around the house or just keep on moving, I think it's a waste of time and waste of air Mm because, you know, I'm genetically 
you know, inclined. I feel like mm-hmm. just from how I'm like built, mm-hmm. you know, my color of my skin, how I take the the sun, yeah. you know, how strong I am naturally, mm-hmm. and I don't want to waste it. You know, yeah, that's right. God's gift, and I don't want to waste any type of gifts that I have. So, you know, so fitness is like I built the gym during the whole COVID. You know, that's yeah, how I seen that. I, I seen that. You know what I mean? Most <laughs> people are like, oh, I don't have the gym. I'm like, I'm about to fucking bring the gym to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? So exactly. I just I built the gym. Um, I'm training people out of the gym, even though I can't lift any weights right now. Uh, physically, but you know, you know, I just anything that I can do to keep fitness in my life, you know, I, I do it. I I ran my business off of fitness. I said once I get done playing football, I got to do something within fitness. You know? Yeah. So I started to be a personal trainer. You know, I started selling fitness clothes. Mm-hmm. Then I started selling fitness products, and you know, I have a lot of ideas. Like you know, I want to do an app. I want to do you know so much. You know, I want to do YouTube channels. I want to do a lot, and I want to do this podcast to get in touch with people that are entrepreneurs and that are into fitness because I think that it goes hand in hand. Yeah, and honestly, like I don't know if you ever check, but like there's a thing that I always check for just random is Google Trends, GoogleTrends.com. Okay. If you put on there like fitness and like health and videos, show you the trend okay. of like. Um, I'll show you just like how the trend's going, like if it's boosting, like if more people are on it versus declining. And I've looked at fitness like a couple of times recently and it's like it's boosting. Okay. Like more people want to, people understand that they have to be for these cameras or like they're right. not going anywhere. Yeah. They're actually, they're going to, they're uh, they're like a must now, right. you know. So everyone knows that their their image, like they have to look good, you right. know, like in fitness is like, so it's a good business to be in right now. Right. It's a huge know? business to be in, especially yeah. for women. I mm-hmm. always tell women, I was like, you know, that's a, it's a huge necessity for women because women, they run the world, you mm-hmm. know, and a lot of women build a lot of their confidence through how they look. Yep. You know what I mean? And I base my business around women because they buy more online. Mm-hmm. You know, they have, they have men that are going to buy for them mm-hmm. just to keep them, you know, entertained. Yeah. And, you know, they have the most power if they realize it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I always tell women, like, keep yourself in shape. You'll never, ever be wanted for a man. I don't care how you look because men, we're just like these creatures that look at everything physically yeah, before yeah, we get yeah, to know yeah, you. You know what yeah. I mean? So, you know, when Until you find out she's like a horrible person, you're like, <laughs> right, all right, I don't care how good looking right, she is. Right, right. It's happened a lot. Right, it's right. happened a lot. I mean, I'm sorry. As, yeah, as we get older, we're like, man, I don't care how good you look. Can you just give me a piece of money? Yeah, 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 exactly. You know what I mean? And not saying that all men perfect or we perfect, but you know, it's just some things that, you know, us men that we go through, yeah, and yeah. That we realize that, you know, the looks are not everything. It's more about your mindset, you know, your daily routines, you know, mm-hmm. your spiritual. Uh, what you have going on spiritually and you know how well you uh, my thing is like how do you treat your family if you have yeah. issues with them that's cool but if you're the issue in the family yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that's yeah, what I'm that, looking at right now yeah. you know what I mean that's, growing that's, up that's very true and, you know how do you treat your friends like are you that person that they're just cool with and they just talk behind their back but you're just pretty so they're cool with you yeah 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 you know what I mean or you're getting them into the club I, yeah and you know? I, I personally like I can't like when I, I personally can't talk to someone that just isn't down to earth right like like the whole like LA thing, like I always will meet someone, they're cool, they're good looking, and I feel like they're just like too stuck up. Like I just personally just can't, just we just it just won't. I just know it won't work at all. Like right, right from the rip. So it's like I have to have to be a down to earth person. Like those people, like if someone's down to earth, it makes me want to like give them more. You know, like like yeah. break my back for that person. You know, preach, preach. Yeah, bro. that's just how I am. Yeah. So like even like with my business partner stuff like that, I meet like if someone's down to earth, I'm like damn, all right, like yeah. I gotta do whatever this guy wants me to do. You know, that's right. how I feel. You know, right. if not, I'm like, 
They're the other way. I'm just like, I don't want nothing to do. I don't care how much money we can make. I don't want nothing to do with you. That's true, That's man. I am. Because I got just, I just talked about it. You know, business and, and family works hand in hand. Whoever we do business with, we now almost family. Mm-hmm. We talking every yeah, day. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be expressing my problems to you, things that I'm worried about, mm-hmm. things that you know, that I'm concerned about because now we're exchanging money mm-hmm. and uh, that's going to feed our family, both right. of our families. So exactly. we want to keep that going. We yeah. want to keep that residual. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you have to be mindful of, you know, relationships and personal relationships and business relationships and you have to all, that has to all play hand in hand. Yeah. Your woman has to be either your assistant or maybe somebody that's motivating you yeah, yeah, or yeah. maybe part of the business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For everything to work and, you know, she's going to understand your stress more. He's going to understand your stress more because if the money stopped, that's stopping for everybody. Yeah. So now we got more brains and more eyes putting things together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now we're going to have more creativity. You yeah. know what I mean? And everybody has to be loyal. You know yeah. what I mean? And everybody's got to know their position. Yeah. Even though you may be the man making most of the money, they have to look at you like, all right, he's making the money. But the money that I'm getting from him is good enough. And we want to keep that following. And yeah. if you're going to help people because you got a good heart, mm. you're going to help them grow. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're going to help them grow. So, you know, business is family. Yeah, it you is. Know, the woman, she's she's got to be family too. So you got to be selective, especially when you're a successful man. Yeah, you know they're coming, they coming at they're you. Coming. For real. They're coming at you. And they can disguise you. Yeah, they can yeah, disguise a yeah, lot. They yeah. can be the nicest person yeah. until you get to know them. You yeah. know what I mean? So you got to dig deeper than the looks. Fellas, you yeah. got to dig deeper than the looks. Yeah, most definitely. I've I definitely learned a few lessons. <laughs> I learned quick. The good thing about me is I'm very observant, you know? And okay. I'm always in, like, student mode, like, all the time. So I'm always just, like, just taking notes, you know? Right. I'm just like, all right, this, is, this works. This doesn't work. All right, this person's like this. I know not to be around this guy, just past, you know, relationships or whatever that's happened. Right. But definitely, I like, I've, I know, I know for sure that looks is not everything, especially in today's world. But we do need looks, though. Yeah, you, we do, we you do. do need it. No, you do, you do want it. You do want, you do want, like, obviously, you want, the, you have to be attracted to the person you're looking at and that you're going to be with. That's of course. You know? Right. And they got to take care of yourself. Yeah. Don't be, don't be that person that's cool and you get comfortable later and start letting yourself go. Yeah, duh. That's not right. Yeah, because yeah, you, you have to think about, you have to kind of find someone that matches you though too. You know, like right. you want someone that's driven and ambitious and like, whatever it is, you know, that they're doing. Like you just want someone that you that has some type of ambition if if that's what you are about too. You know, because right. if not, they never guess we'll probably never see eye to eye on certain things. Right. Like, it could cause other problems later down. You know? right. It's a big difference dating an entrepreneur than dating somebody that works a nine to five. Yeah. You know, yeah. we have a lot of freedom. You know, we may be around other good looking women, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, and, you know, you got to have that confidence. You know, we yeah. got to learn how to have that respect yeah. too at the same time. But it's not easy dealing with entrepreneurs because you got to almost become an assistant or you got to be part of the business, like I said. Yeah. You know, because it's not easy just to be falling back watching you make all the moves. Yeah. You Did know. you see that thing with the, that B Simone girl? How she I, um she I need a I need a she I can't even do her voice, but she was saying I was like she was talking about she won't talk to a guy that works a nine to five. Right. And then everyone's she's getting all this hate for it. And I was right. kinda like, I don't know why she's getting hate if that's what she That's what she wants. Yeah, but she yeah. only then that's her preference. Right. And I was like But she's a she's a successful woman and she's she's you know, seeing, you know, close to millions. So, yeah, yeah. So it's like her mindset is a lot different. She understands yeah. that she may not be home all the time. She yeah. may have to fly out and do this, and mm-hmm. he's got to work. Yeah, yeah. He can't go. You know what I mean? And then if he quits his job, he's just going to be mooching off of you. And yeah, then exactly. she's going to lose respect for him as a man. Yeah, and, so, she, and she understands her schedule so busy, so she probably needs someone that has a busy schedule as well, so that way 
Right. You know, like they the time that they do make for each other, it's like it'll be made more special because it's like, you know, obviously not every day. Very true. We just, we, just, we just live in such a different time. Right. We live in a different time. And like, I love it. Yeah. I love it's, it's it. A, it's a, <laughs> such a different time, especially with like how you, you see a lot of the things to the Internet. Mm-hmm. These phones exposes everything. Right. You know, so people can only cover up so long, like how they really are or something right. like that, because obviously you have to meet people in person. Mm-hmm. And then you can see like, all right, they're like this or they're like that, you know. Right. Um but you see that obviously with dating, you know, like right. it, it, I feel like now relationships are stronger mm-hmm. because it's a lot more. There's a lot more distraction. There's a lot right. more so, this and that. Right. I had an argument with the older gentleman on that. We weren't <laughs> arguing like mad, but I was just right. telling him, I was like, I was just like, I'm telling you right now, you've been married for like 45 years or something like that. And you didn't do nothing. Right. I was like, try doing that in today's world. Having everything thrown at you, right. like every single weakness that you have, this will be hit, be tested. Yeah. yeah, like you would somehow, like something will happen, you know. And if you guys stay together, that's even stronger. I feel like because of you guys are actually able to like get through these like crazy things. So I feel like because at first I thought relationships were gonna be like horrible moving on, but I was like, nah. I think it actually might mean something more now. Right. Like it's gonna mean a lot more. Like right. this person could have anyone, and they want to have you. Right. It means way more now, I feel like, than it did before. That's very true. That's very true. I think I like that perspective because I know that I was diving into what people were saying, like, oh, man, relationships are going to be shitty. You know, it's going to, you know, men are always going to cheat. You can't follow any women that show ass pictures. Yeah. yeah. You know, that whole thing. And it's like, you know, you can't really control people like that anyways because what you see on your feed is like, yeah, yeah, you can unfollow them, but what if somebody else posted something like that? Yeah, you know, is yeah. that going to be an argument? Yeah, yeah you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. And it's like, like a, going back to you got to be confident. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to mm-hmm. be confident. You got to trust that person, and you know, you you don't even need my number. You can just DM me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Exactly. So, exactly. like the easy access is like super it can, easy access. It's, it's can be it can be distracting, but like you said, you got to be a stronger person to be successful. You got to be a stronger person to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I like it. I don't I don't think I would like it any other way yeah, than yeah. how it is right now. We're yeah. living in a, a, a great time, even though we're dealing with a lot of tragedy. But as far as like the internet and like us coming together, I think we're living in like one of the best times ever. Mm-hmm. And we can't get distracted by all the negatives that's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just good to be aware, you know, right, but right. you only like, like I'm very aware of what's going on. I right. always have been, but I'm like, I don't let it distract me or like right. stop me. Like my whole team, like when this whole COVID stuff happened, mm-hmm. we went hard, bro. <laughs> we were traveling. People were like, what are you guys doing traveling? I'm like, dude, I, my whole life's been a risk. You know right. what I'm saying? Like right. nothing's going to stop because of, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm going to keep, it made me go harder. Like we, we've been traveling, doing like just taking, we took risks, but it's like, what else are we supposed to do? Right. You know, like. I only got this opportunity. I'm like, I'm not gonna let this opportunity slide. Right. So we we just we said we went harder when the COVID stuff happened, and, and then and we know because I was like, look, I was like, we go hard right now. Everyone's inside. No one's doing anything. I was like, this is our time to take you know take those next ten steps so we can get ahead. You know. Right. So when when so when the markets open up, we're like in a good space. Right. So like yeah, we were we were buying offices everywhere because like all, everyone was moving out so that we knew that the deals were going down right. or just buying just everything like buying flipping things so we know that they were cheaper like mm-hmm. we're we're just we're all over it didn't even sleep I haven't really got much sleep since COVID not because of a bad thing because I've just been like just busy not trying to miss opportunities no, you know no, I'm right just not trying to miss you. any opportunities yeah yeah I'm right there with you I, t- I tell a lot of people like, yeah it may be hard for some people out there but there's so many opportunities yeah. out there because everything's cheap, yeah, exactly. you know, and yeah. a lot of people are looking for work. You, know, you yeah. can hire people for the low. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? You can get into buildings for yeah. the low. And like 
I, we right here with the mindset, mm -hmm. and you know that's why I'm glad that I, we finally got to meet yeah, this way. Yeah, man. We didn't Hell know yeah. what would be the podcast, but you know, hey, it's always timing. We, it's always timing, and we, you know, in the future we can still, you know, do business and you know invest and you know just continue to keep in touch. And that's exactly why I wanted to do you know podcast because mm -hmm. this is a great way to have conversation and to it educate is. people out there. You know, it is. and uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you coming. Well, I appreciate you allowing me to come into your office space. Definitely, and, man. And give me, and give me the time. And uh, this was a great talk, man. Definitely, bro. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, bro.